When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. and uh, It is a Friday here in Pittsburgh, a beautiful Friday here in Pittsburgh. Oh, and uh, We're now two weeks, less than two weeks away from the NFL draft coming up. And well, Matt, the, the, the Steelers have not stopped uh, making moves here. Um, yeah. Yesterday, uh, earlier earlier this week, I should say, they released uh, Jerron Jones, as we mentioned, uh, Jameer Jones, I should say, uh, right. the outside linebacker who played so many uh, special team snaps for them this year. Now we know why, because they're signing Tanner Muse from mm-hmm. uh, from Seattle, uh, and he is a special teams uh, ace, and that, that seems to be what they were looking to do there with that position. Yeah, and a couple of things here is there some will call them both linebackers, but they're not. I mean, Muse is an off the ball guy. He actually was somewhat of a safety linebacker at Clemson. Jameer Jones is an on the ball edge defender. And my take on it is, as you said, I mean, Jameer Jones was one of the five ish true core every special teams phase guys for them last year and that's exactly what muse is going to be i mean and maybe an upgrade at that i mean he's faster um you know he's a little leaner changes directions better but i also look at the outside linebacker position and think there's a little bit of a gap there right now you know bud dupree signs with atlanta today and jameer jones is out of the picture I think that is a somewhat of an endorsement on Quincy Roche, uh, that he has a pretty decent chance to be that fourth guy. Could you go find a veteran outside linebacker? Sure. You could certainly draft one in a very deep draft for that position. But I want to stick with Muse here for a minute. I, I don't know how much people know about him, but he's got an interesting story. Yeah, he does, and uh, was drafted initially by the uh, the Raiders and then right. winds up in Seattle. Never played it down for the Raiders. So strange. I mean, he was the – Hundredth overall pick. He's a third round pick, and they never once put him on the field. Now <laughs> <laughs> he got hurt. I think at the end of his training camp, it was in September ish or something along those lines. And then it was the COVID year, and he was on the COVID list. So basically, spent what the, the a whole season got a red shirt. Yeah, uh, and a list of some sort, you know, reserve list, you know, COVID list, whatever. But then they never brought him back or did anything with him, released him from that point on. And we know there were some weird things going on in that organization. The Raiders, that's the end of the Gruden era and changing of, you know, changing of uh, 
coaches. That's a third-round pick that you never once put on the field on special teams or anything. I mean, that's bizarre behavior. And then Seattle grabs him, and he's played like 80 snaps of defense in his NFL career now, but he is a special teams ace. Yeah, he is um, a younger, cheaper version of uh, Tyler Matikiewicz and faster version. And I say and taller and faster. I mean, he ran yeah. a 4-4-1 at his combine. I mean, he he can move. And I kind of liked him at Clemson. He was part of the really good Clemson national title defense and was one of their leaders. I mean, he was around a lot of great players, but he made a ton of plays there. And, you know, nobody really batted an eye when he went in the third round. Yeah, so uh, interesting signing. Uh, there's still a need for outside linebacker, of course. Um, interesting today, they brought in – Felix and Duque Uzoma at a K State yeah. uh, as, as one of their visitors, as well as Cedric Tillman. So that's a couple days in a row. Three days this week, they brought in some mid round wide receiver prospects. Yeah. I, I don't know that Tillman gets out of the second round at this point. I mean, it's lying season. You never have, you can never overreact to what the media tells you and all that. But Mingo, who they brought in, and Tillman seem like day two big receivers that are gaining a lot of steam and are going to go pretty high. Well, that's a, that's the guys. one commonality that, that, that they've had. Yeah. With all three guys that they brought in this week, they're all bigger bodied receivers. Right. And which makes sense. That's a shortage. I think they would love, they experimented. They did more than experiment with Claypool as a big slot. Um, Austin and Miller are not big slots. I, I think a big slot, a big physical guy like a Mingo, like a Tillman, is probably on the wish list. And there's not a ton of them to pick from. Yeah, it sure seems like it is. And, and of course, the other one they brought in was the uh, kid from West Virginia. Is that Bryce Ford? Uh, yeah. Wheaton, Wheaton or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> so many names bouncing around in my head this time of year. It's uh, uh, kind of hard to keep track of everybody. But, uh, yeah, interesting, um, you know, that – they tell you what the, you know. You can you if you can sift through what you think are the smoke screens mm -hmm. and you know those kind of things. You can kind of figure things out. I still don't see them necessarily going early on an edge rusher. Like when I say early, I mean like any of those first three picks or even the first four. It's funny bringing that up because I was about to ask you, boy. I mean, bringing in in Duke in in Uzoma which I better learn his name sooner than later. I've, I've avoided it like crazy for the last couple of months. He's not going to be there in the high 40s. I mean, he's going – that's that's a pick for 32 for me. Right, yeah. And, you know, and, and same thing, you know, they you know they went to Will McDonald's pro day. Of course, Iowa yeah. State has some other guys as well. But, um, sure. you know, it, it's almost like they're – okay, maybe they're looking at this like, hey, if if this is gone at 32 and that's gone at 32, this is a guy we like well enough. He's going to be on your list at 32. Yeah. In I, terms I, of just players. Like, I'm not arguing with you. I, I I think, you know, the third round is when you start thinking about edge. But, you know, I mean, to drafting an edge high is kind of painting the bar in red. I mean, there's a lot of really good edge prospects here. I assume they're going to give Highsmith money at some point. So maybe you want a cheap rookie there as opposed to a Bud Dupree, Justin Houston, whomever, you know. So maybe that's a higher pick. I just was thinking about this morning that maybe that's a higher pick than I've been guessing all along. Yeah, I just wonder, you know, again, if you use a, you know, 
a pick in the first two days of the draft mm-hmm. on a guy who, okay, let's say he makes five starts for you next year or five, you know, five starts every year for the next three years. Right. Is right. that worth a third? Is that worth a, a top, you know, three day pick? I, I don't know. Or maybe no. they look at it like, hey, we got that extra pick this year uh, in the second round. It's, you know, that's a luxury pick that we can afford to make. Yeah. And I mean, look at the Eagles who were in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, they're bringing in defensive front guys of all shapes and sizes last year, leading the league in sacks by a wide margin, bringing guys in like it's a hockey line, you know, even with their stars. I don't know it's ever a bad idea to have an extra front, you know, defensive front player. You know, like to me, if I'm team building, I'd love to get an extra one, even if it's Miles Murphy. It doesn't look like the rest or, you know what I mean? Like, I just think the value, Matt, is yeah. for those edge guys is, is down the board a little bit as opposed Me to too. the defensive line, the, the the 300 pounders, you better take one early. I agree. I agree. You know, and some, some names I like in the mid rounds for the Steelers. I like Byron Young a lot from Tennessee. I'm talking about the edge dudes. Right, right. Uh, Isaiah McGuire from Missouri, I think is pretty interesting. I've, I've talked about Yaya Diaby a, a, a lot from Louisville. Um, so there's a handful of them. Who, who's the other one I was thinking of here? Oh, the Eastern Michigan kid, Jose Ramirez, right, is a little right. shorter, thicker. Yeah. So there's a handful of those dudes. You know, you brought up Fajoko a few times as well. They'll know a ton about him. So that's more like third, fourth neighborhood. But who knows? I mean, you, you have that's to where do- I would be more comfortable doing that because the yeah, guy I mean, is that that third or fourth round, you know, linebacker. Edge guy is going to play some. Oh, and yeah. He's, yeah. And he's going to be a special teams demon for you. No he doubt. better be, anyways. And maybe there is packages with, with Watt, Highsmith, and Rookie on the field together if they're three of your best 11 players, you know? I just um, think that's why you take a guy like a like a Nick Herbig, or you take, you know, if you take a Drew Sanders, um, you can kill two birds cool. with one stone there. Yeah. I, I like that approach as well. And there are more and more of those. Timmons, Micah Parsons is an extreme example, but, you know, can do one or the other for you in this class. It seems to be something that's a little more prevalent than it used to be. Um, I also think, you know, the the Kansas State dude, uh, Duke Uzoma, maybe he's not on your radar if you are picking 17, 32, 49, you know. Right. But if you're picking 22, 32, 49 and 60 you, or you trade down a little bit from 32 and all of a sudden you have this extra pick well we can afford somewhat of a luxury pick and just give me you know paint the barn red with a great edge defender yeah just take the best players available and that's really what they've set themselves up to do right right throughout this draft with all the signings that they've made again they filled out the they filled out the roster with NFL players they're right. not going to be counting on and there's a value to that you know if, if in week 14 when you roll into Baltimore and somebody's hurt let's let's say it's uh, and pick sides are hurt pick, or, yeah, yeah pick somebody you're not throwing a rookie in there mm-hmm. or somebody that you know that you've had around who's been on the you know the back end of your roster for a couple of years you're throwing a guy in there who is who started you know 40 games in his NFL career yeah yeah or in that exact scenario you laid out, maybe you have a rookie that's playing really well at this point, starting to really understand what the NFL is about, and you have a surplus then. You know, I mean, but you're not counting on it. It's not like, well, we have to – that third yeah, round – got to develop this guy now. 
Right, 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 right. Exactly. Unless you bring these guys a little long, a little slower, work on their special team stuff, work on their craft. So, no, I like where they're at, you know, heading into the draft. The, the way they've prepared themselves entering the draft it looks very favorable. You In can, fact, it, Matt, if you look at the Steelers' depth right now, it's pretty good across the board. It's easily the best in the division. Oh, I bet. I was to say it's better than most teams, but I didn't think of it as a division you know, concept. But yeah, it's definitely the best in the division. I mean, even, even at quarterback with Mitch Trubisky right, back, right. you know, I mean, who else in the division has something like that? That's a good point. I mean, I can't even think who the Browns backup is at this point. Uh, Josh Dobbs. His top, yeah. <laughs> he has one of the Allens, but not the good one. Not the good, not a good Allen. And, and well, Baltimore <laughs> has the has the Pro Bowler, but <laughs> right, 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 right. But they've been linked to like Bridgewater. You know, maybe they'll do something like that. Who knows? But still, no, you're right. And a, a lot of positions, I think you can reflect that that the Steelers have guys they can play with today. And it's you know so often in the NFL. Uh, because it is, as, as Bill Cowher used to say, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, the best team with the, the team with the best frontline guys doesn't always win. A lot no. of times it's a team A that gets hot at the right time and B has the best depth. Right, right, right. You're going to have injuries. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see that on both ends. For, I mean, for all teams, but all successful teams have been in the playoffs. You can cite history. Boy, I would have loved to see. You know the pay or the the Steelers' chance against the Patriots if they had Lebel and Antonio Brown or you know what I mean like yeah and you're, and those guys aren't replaceable I mean if you lose Watt there's going to be a drop and and there's many guys that way but you also lessen the chances of losing a Watt if you're rotating him eighty percent of the snaps instead of ninety or Cam Hayward or you know what yeah. I mean I mean that's exactly I, in my five for Friday today I, I wrote about that like Hayward's played at least 75% of the defensive snaps every year since 2012. Yeah, it's asking a lot. You know, if you if the if the signing that they made of uh the defensive Watt. lineman from, from Watt, Chicago, yeah. yeah, Watts, if he cuts that down to 70%. Exactly. And doesn't hurt you. Not like everyone's running pushing him on his back, you know, yeah. and just If he hurts. never starts a game this year, but he takes he takes six or seven snaps a game off Cam Hayward's plate. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's worth it. Right, right, right. That's a good way of looking at it. Like, just make Cam more effective per snap, and you can be more judicious of the snaps you use of him late in games when it's, you know, down to the wire. He's out there a lot. In the playoffs, he's out there a lot, you know, as opposed to, boy, I got nothing left in the tank, Coach. Yeah. Uh, changing things up here uh, real quickly, Matt, um, before we finish up this segment. Um, I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, but, but Jeff Legowald, who, of course, used to work in Pittsburgh at the, at the Valley News Dispatch, mm-hmm. um, did a piece on ESPN on NFL scouts named the greatest all-time draft prospects. So oh, he wow. went around and he pulled some different, uh, some different, you know, former scouts, guys who are still scouting on who's the best prospect you ever saw. Coming out of college. Coming right? out of college. Yeah. Okay. So here's, here's right. some of the names that he got. Bo Jackson. And he wasn't even drafted high, you know, because he went to play baseball. Yeah, he was playing in baseball. Uh, Anthony Munoz in 1980. Okay. I was going to guess. People forget this about Anthony Munoz. He was a pitcher in college at USC. 
I heard that. Can you imagine? He pitched. He pitched to the College World Series in '78 for, for <laughs> that won the College World Series. Six six, two hundred seventy eight pounds. Seeing that guy on the mound, and he was their ace. It sounds like <laughs> yeah, he wasn't like a middle reliever that he goes out there for three pitches. Yeah, and, yeah, or even a Rob Dibble coming out throwing heat. And, and nobody's and nobody's charging the mound. On <laughs> no, that's awesome. But anyone that saw him, I mean, he was a little before my time, but. If you'd even like talk to Wolf or those guys, they're like, "Oh, there was nobody like Munoz, you know, yeah. just to, to watch." I mean, it kind of gives you an idea what kind of athlete he was, right? I mean, he might, might be the best left tackle that ever lived. Um, I don't know if you knew this too, but about uh, so I, I read this about Emmanuel Forbes, the uh, the cornerback out of Mississippi yeah, State. Yeah. He was a big time pitching prospect in high school until he, he blew his arm out. Wow, he, he was throwing ninety plus mile an hour. He has those real long limbs. I mean, like oil can Boyd out there or somebody, yeah. you know. You can see it. You can see that an aggressive flamethrower, long limb guy. I kind of like that though. I mean, you gotta have. You know, it's better than I do. I mean, you have to have a certain mental makeup to be a stud pitcher. You know, oh, absolutely. When you have your best stuff, or you're not as quick as or as fast as your or your ankles hurt, and you still need to run with Jamar Chase, like. Man, I don't have my curveball, but I got to figure out a way to get through this. And you know, I'm on the road, and everyone's giving me a hard time, and I got bases loaded. Like, you better be mentally tough. But it also tells me he has, a has good body control because yeah, you have yeah. to, you, you know, pitching is is so much repeating the mechanics over and over again, uh, and b explosion. Okay, that makes sense because you First have to be able to because yeah. you you so much of your throwing power comes from your your core and legs. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Even though his legs are really lean, yeah, he must be able to generate quite a bit of power there. Uh, that makes sense. Interesting. Uh, John Elway in the nineteen eighty three comes at yeah. us. That's interesting that they pick Elway out of that ridiculously deep quarterback class. But as a prospect, I mean, again, I was ten. I remember him being. You know, it was unheard. Heard of that he could tell the Colts that I'm not playing for you, you know, things like that. He <laughs> yeah, was I mean, at- he was, you know, he was a, a second round pick in the 81 major league draft. Right. And he was a great baseball player as well. And yeah, I mean, I, I just, just listened to Kuiper over the years. Elway, I think is his highest graded quarterback he's ever graded coming out of school. This next guy in the list would be the one that I would probably point out. Uh, Barry Sanders at Oklahoma state in 89. People forget how good that draft was. Like, why wasn't Barry Sanders the first pick in the draft? Yeah, he was third overall behind. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. How about this for the first five picks of the draft? You had Barry, you had Troy Aikman, one, mm-hmm. Derek Thomas, two, uh, Sanders, and Deion Sanders. I think Sanders, Sanders. And I think Mandarich was in that draft, too. Mandarich right? was the second overall pick. Yeah. 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 All right. And everyone, he was never seen offensive lineman on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like, he was. People talked about him like he was a super prospect, but yeah. he was didn't make it. The other guys were all Hall of Famers. Yeah, that's. I mean, Barry Sanders in college was just. Miraculous. It was sick. It was sick. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't he tackle. Third, he couldn't tackle him in the NFL. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> let alone in college. Yeah, that's not a real hard scouting job watching him. No, you could pretty much figure out that he was going to be a star. Yeah. Uh, some of the guys who made it in the honorable mentions: uh, Jim Brown. I don't remember his college tape, but I'm sure it was fine. He got the most. I didn't see him play votes, but they all said he was, you know. I mean, yeah. the guy was, a, he was an All-American in lacrosse. Right, like the best in the country from what I understand. Yeah. He's probably uh, good he wanted. Yeah. Champ Bailey. Hmm. 
I was actually thinking Dion if in that same class as corners. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Pace. First overall tackle is pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, Rod Woodson. Wow, but he didn't go real high. No, he didn't. Yeah. Uh, Adrian yeah. Peterson, that's a guy that you talked about um, having seen tape of when you were you were scouting in college. Uh, I honestly did think his high school highlights – he didn't need to go to Oklahoma to go to the league. And I don't, and he's one of the only ones I would have ever said that about of the high school tape I watched. Like, yeah, what's going on there? You know, wow. Uh, Andrew Luck makes sense. Yeah. So I don't look at Luck though as being in the same tier as Elway. I don't think he's as gifted. I mean, his dad was a quarterback. He went to Stanford. So all the mental stuff was through the charts, but like he didn't make Mahomes Elway like throws. Yeah. Uh, and then the final one was Sean Taylor. Oh, yeah. That makes all the sense in the world, too. I mean, that that was – you know, we had just drafted Winslow when I was with the Browns that same year, and they basically – you know, Butch said, we'll take either one of those guys. They're both phenomenal, and I think Taylor went to pick before Winslow or whatever. You know, and Think it, about how that would have changed things if that had been flip-flopped. Yeah, yeah. Sean Taylor's probably still alive. Yeah, I mean, who knows his whole, whole his Winslow, whole life. you know, maybe maybe Winslow goes to Washington and becomes a, you know, doesn't wreck his motorcycle, doesn't wreck his motorcycle, doesn't do those kind of things. It just yeah. changes the trajectory of both of those guys. I mean, you hate to say it because they both have had very rough lives or lack thereof, unfortunately, but they were phenomenal, phenomenal prospects. I mean, I remember we played against them when I was a pit in the Big East. It was like, what is going on with these two? You know, and neither one. Or the football players they could have been. Or the careers they could have been. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people still talk about Sean Taylor as, uh, you know, maybe one of the greatest safeties of, of – uh, would have been one of the greatest safeties of all time, but we just didn't get to see it because of, uh, the, you know, the tragedy that uh, that struck yeah. with him. But, yeah. That totally um, adds up. I mean, just thinking of them as college players, not as NFL players, he was a better prospect than Ed Reed or Troy or well, he was so big and fast and so yeah. here. Any safety I can think of that went high, you know, right. I mean, he was really Ronnie lot sized. He didn't have any weaknesses, right? Yeah. So and he could return punts. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he wanted. Yeah. Um, we're gonna take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to the drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, did you know you can listen? To Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere. All you have to do is uh, turn on your smart speaker and say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from my heart for me. And Alexa will take care of the rest. Uh, again, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Ollie. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.